Shabbos pay Aleph. How much bone do you have to take out from one Rishos to another Rishos in order to be Chayiv? Tanakama holds enough to make a small spoon, according to Behuda, enough to make the teeth of a lak. Before you put those teeth into the lak, they don't serve any purpose, so they are Tahar, they're not Mechavot Tumah. Once you put them into a lak, they are Mechavot Tumah. The Pshutei Kli Etzem, simple pieces of bone that have no shape, have no form, are not like wood, they are like metal that are Mechavot Tumah. Once you attach them to a gate, they become a mechubel karka, they become attached to the ground, no longer can they be mechubel tumah. How much glass do you have to take out from one domain to another in order to be chayiv? Enough to sharpen a weaver's tool. Some say enough to cut two woven threads from the spool, from the loom. A stone. How large of a stone are you chayiv on? Enough that has enough mass that you can throw it at a bird, according to Blessed Ben Yitzchak, it's enough to throw it at an animal, and it has to be significant, the animal feels it. How much? It weighs a ten zuz. Usually, stones are muktzah. However, when it comes to Kavad Abriyos, human dignity, Chachamim relaxed that restriction. Zunin came into the base marriage and he asked, how many stones is one permitted to bring into the bathroom, to use as toilet paper. So they told him, three. And it's the same achloikas, Rameir and Yehuda, when it comes to Esri. Rameir says, that Esri has to be a minimal of a walnut. Rameir says, a minimal of an egg. And the same thing applies here, when it comes to the stones. Rameir says, three stones that are the size of a walnut. Rameir says, three stones that are the size of an egg. However, the Chacham and the Yisrael told Zaynan, that it's three different sizes. One is the size of an olive, the other is the size of a walnut, and the other one is the size of an egg, and you use them consecutively. Says Zainab, wait a minute, does that mean I have to carry around a scale? I have to get the exact measurements? So he said, you're right. The shear is whatever fits into your hand. We don't care, five stones, two stones, what size, whatever fits into your hand, that is the shear. Rabbi says, if it's a permanent bathroom, so whatever fits into your hands, because whatever you're not going to use now, you'll use later, so it's not mokts on Shabbos for no reason. However, if it's not a permanent bathroom, then the shear is kechreya, like the compromise, meaning the middle shear. We have olive, walnut, egg, the middle one, the size of a walnut. Rabbi this says it's also to use for toilet paper. You're not allowed to use something called pious, which are pebbles that crumble. Rabbi says you're not allowed to they would, in order, if somebody was constipated, they would massage with some sort of stone. So you're not allowed to massage on Shabbos with a stone or sand because of the issue of geysers, you might come to shear here. But if you do it, instead of holding it with a full hand, you hold it with two fingers, that's motor. If you take a mortar, which is designed to crush something, so it's and you want to use that for toilet paper, if it has remnants that somebody else used it before, so nobody's going to use this any longer for Klisha Malachim Israel, you're not going to use it for food, then it's mutter to use it for toilet paper. What if it got washed off with rainwater? If you can still see some remnants, it's mutter. You want to ask the cash though. There are ten things that uh, enhance the, or help the ability to have hemorrhoids. One of them is using a stone that somebody else used already. How could you say they can use it now? So the one brings three to roots and it's also to use a stone that somebody else used when it's moist, or if it was used on both sides. Or it's a stone that somebody else used, and here we're dealing with a stone that you yourself used. What are the other nine things? 
The Gemara says, if you eat reed leaves or grape leaves or rigid meat like tongue, esophagus, basakosis, without salt, the spine of a fish, herring that's not completely cooked, the sediment of wine leaves, if somebody uses lime or earthenware for toilet paper. And some say even somebody that hangs himself to straighten out his neck in the bathroom. What about doing extra tirchan shabbos, carrying up these stones for toilet paper to the top floor? Kavadabrius allows us, you see in the Torah, the Torah was relaxed when it comes to Hashab Saveda, if somebody's zokim v'enev doesn't have to return on Aveda if it's below his dignity, so too Chacham will be relaxed when it comes to toilet paper. It's not similar to the case, the Gemara says, of somebody that got a piece of meat stuck between his teeth, also an issue of human dignity, he wants to remove it and he wants to use a splinter that's mukta. We don't care, we say he can't use it. Why? Because he should have been prepared with toothpicks before the meal, but when it comes to a bathroom, people don't know where they're going to have to use it, maybe somebody will, will be occupied, will have to use a different bathroom, he can't be prepared. It's also to walk on a plowed field, even during the weekday, because you're ruining the other person's plow. On Shabbos, there's another issue of using a bathroom in a plowed field because you might come to take a stone and cover a hole, and as we learned earlier, that consists of harisha. If it's in your house, that would be boina, smoothing out the floor. It's mutter to use a stone that has on the other side grass. If you pull the grass out, you're chayav on toilish. But we're not concerned you'll do it. It's dovashenim skaven, and it's certainly not a psikresha. The Gemara wants to bring a right from here. In those days, they would plant planters that had holes in them and use them as kaparis, Rashi says. They would take it and go around their head seven times and say, Zechalifasi, Zetmurasi, and throw it into the river, do a tashlech with the kaparas. You're allowed to lift it up on Shabbos even if it has grass growing on the bottom. Based on this halacha, you're allowed to pick up a rock. Says Gemara, what's the connection? Stone, I need to do it, I need it right now for human dignity, but I don't have to pick up this pot. Abayi says halacha, that if I have this pot with holes on it, and it's on top of a stand, and I lower it to the ground, that would be planting on Shabbos, now it gets more moisture out of the ground. And if the reverse was on the ground, and I put it on a stand on Shabbos, that would be toilish. Both these surim would be only midrabaron. Rebekah says, not only is it usher to use earthenware during the weekday because of kishof, even on Shabbos it's usher to use, you rather use a stone than earthenware, even though the earthenware is less muktzah than a stone because of Kishuf. Rav explains Rabbi Yechonon that we're talking about, he's talking about the problem of Geizah's shearing here on Shabbos and his Dov Shenim Skav and it's also. The issue is that Rabbi Yechonon passing like the Stam Mishnah, the Stam Mishnah holds that a Nazar could shampoo his head even though he might tear out some hair by mistake. Dov Shenim Skavin is mutter and now we're saying it's also. Rav Chizda and Rav Ravuna were on a boat. And Goya wanted to go onto the boat, and they said no. So she said, if you don't let me go on, I'm going to stop the boat with Kishof. And she did. She didn't let the boat go, and they said something, and it started moving. She didn't realize, and she thought that her Kishof didn't work. And she said, the reason why it's not working is because you don't use earthenware as toilet paper, and you don't kill a louse on your clothing, and you don't take out vegetables from a bundle before you untie it. In other words, the Gemara, it seems like from the Gemara, the Rabbi Rebchana and Chizit were over on these things. And that's why it did work, but she didn't realize it. Have a wonderful day.